Welcome to Life and DNA with Amanda Renee. I'm so glad you joined me today. Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Amanda and welcome back for another um, episode about the steps to solving the family mystery that I'm working on. Um, so after I did all the things I discussed in last Tuesday's episode, I kept working on clustering my matches. Um, I got them separated between my husband's mother and father. And, but after I did that, I needed to then determine which was on his mother's mother's side, his mother's father's side, and then the same for his father. Because the mystery side I was working on was his father's mother's side. So I needed to come up with another color for each of those four grandparents. And then, once I knew that, then I could work and narrow down uh, based on those great-grandparents. So, my goal was eventually to, and you can change the colors. uh, Sometimes, in the beginning, it's helpful to start out with colors just to separate to start. But sometimes you want to go back and edit those, especially if you're working on a later ancestor, like I was working on the great-grandfather's line. I needed that specific line to be separated out. Um, So once you have mother and father, you can go back and kind of tweak those so that not every person needs, you know, four color dots next to their name. Um, if your close matches might have multiple colors because they're related to the same several ancestors. But my goal was to get you know, a separate cup, uh, color for each great grandparent. So then there should be eight different colors. And then that way I knew which group I was looking for. And once I had that down, then you go through the matches. I knew his grandma's mother's maiden name was what it was. And so all the people with, uh, there were a couple of actual DNA matches with that last name. And so that helped a lot. That made it easy to know. And they weren't immediate. So they weren't like his aunt. They wouldn't share another grandparent in common. So I was able to take the ones that matched with that person and label them a specific color that was just that side of the family. And then I could know, okay, so what was left would be the mystery side. And there's also a method called the leads method. I did do that 
for his family and you, I believe you take a, like an Excel or, um, numbers spreadsheet. I love a good spreadsheet and you make a color coloring system there too. And you take, you don't want your really close matches on this one. I believe it's, I think it might even be second cousin and on. It's been a while since I did that. But you color code them and you list them all. And then you color code which um, great grandparent they fell under. And then you can tell. So the specific color for the great grandparent you're looking for, those are the ones that you need to be looking at. And it's just kind of a different visual than the ancestry setup. And uh, when I did it, it didn't really, I had already sorted them on ancestry. So it, it, that particular instance, it didn't help me much, but it is helpful if you don't really know the surnames you're looking for and who they connect with. Um, so once I started and the matches that I could not place as specifically, you know, the grandma's mother's side, his father's father's parents, I labeled them a, a mystery because that was what I was working on. So I knew that they were a mystery side. So then I can go to ancestry and go to the search and you can look for that specific group where that's all it's going to show me is everyone that I put in that group. And then I can just focus on those people. And I found some of the matches. Let's see. Oh, um, also when my husband did 23 and me, uh, something that helped, and this is why I say get your DNA in as many, especially if you're searching for something like this, trying to solve something, get your DNA in as many of the databases as you can. Cause like I said last time, when I, I first found the cousin that we didn't know about in my heritage, I just didn't, wasn't able to research her as well there, but I did find her there first. Then doing 23andMe, I found her and was able to reach out to her there. But um, on 23andMe also, I found a cousin. He wasn't a first, I think he's a second cousin or a first cousin once removed. And he was from the mystery side. It was his great grandpa's, um, great, it was another great grandson, but through one of his grandmother's brothers line. And, uh, I tried messaging him. Uh, he never has responded. So he must've been one of those that he just wanted to do it for recreational purposes. Cause he never comes back and checks his messages. Um, but I could, uh, pull him up and see who else matched, uh, my husband and him. And since he was on the mystery side, anyone they had in common was going to be through Walter. 
and well, and possibly the the grandmother's side too, the great grandmother's side too. But I knew that that was more narrowing down. This was someone that had male DNA from who I was looking for, and I really was trying to get a hold of him to see if he would do a Y DNA test because then that would very quickly confirm everything that I found. But like I said, he hasn't answered me yet. Um, but, um, trying to research him, side note, this is where, uh, Googling and the newspapers.com, it comes in handy too, by trying to figure out, uh, how he fit in the puzzle on the tree, that particular cousin, um, I came across a video and an article about his grandpa, who would have been Walter's brother, I mean, Walter's, one of Walter's sons, and he had fought in one of the wars, but in that information, I found out that um, Walter himself had been in the military at one point, or uh, fought in uh, probably World War One, and so that gave me more information, and I actually got to see a video of Walter's son talking about his experience being in the military, and that was really cool. Something I never would have found or gotten to see otherwise if I wasn't uh, looking for the cousin and how they were related. So you can find some really interesting things once you get started digging. So, I took, on 23andMe, the ones that I knew weren't the great-grandmother's side, and I tried, because it's really hard to do a lot of research on 23andMe. They, they have kind of a vague tree, um, but not very many people actually have their trees on there. If people don't answer you and answer questions, then you can't really dig for any more information. So I took, made a list of the people that matched both him and his cousin that I wasn't sure, couldn't place for sure based on their surnames or their information, how they fit in the family. And I tried to find them on Ancestry. And there were a few that I found on Ancestry so I could mark them and I could look at their trees if they had one, and figure out, did they fit on Walter's side or the great-grandmother's side? And so then that helped add more people to my mystery side or help me kind of narrow down where they fit in. Um, and then after that, I looked at the highest matches in my mystery side, uh, one by one, and they were typically like second and third cousin, fourth and fifth cousin, but they still gave me, some of the people gave me a lot of information. And I would look at their trees. Now some of the trees were really full and that's always helpful and wonderful as long as their trees are correct. <clears throat> and I'll get to that in a minute. But as long as their trees are correct, that can be very helpful. Now a few of them, they would only have uh, four or five names in their tree sometimes two names in their tree and then they'd be living so they're not showing up on my end as who they are 
Um, but the ones with like, if they even have two names, then I can take those and make what's called a floating tree. Either I can write it down and I have pages of notes where I would kind of handwrite the tree and try to figure out their ancestors. Or you can go into Ancestry, make a new tree, but don't make it public because you don't want anyone else going off your information. This is just for your research purposes. You're trying to figure things out. So you don't want those trees to be public. They're just, they call them floating trees. So I would make floating trees for those relatives that had just a few names because you can typically go in to Ancestry and just search like you would when you're researching your relatives and find <coughs> census records and the more you know about the family, the more you can find. And so I would try to build their trees as best I could. And when I had done that for several of the people, then I could kind of see how some of the other people were related. Um, like a lot of times it was um, a mother and her daughter on were DNA matches. Um, but none of that was listed in their bios, so you didn't know that till you made the trees. And I could kind of connect people. Um, and eventually, and this took months, months and months, that I would just sit in the evening while my husband and kids watch wrestling, and I would just sit there and make my trees and do my research. And eventually there a pattern started to emerge and you could see some familiar names popping up and once you have the familiar names popping up then you can kind of look who would be the right age um, and so you can start kind of getting an idea of who, okay, who do I need to focus in on? Who do I need to look at? And because there is this one group, when I started studying this, and they are still a mystery to me, and it is what I want to start working on next. There is a group of several matches. They are definitely on my mystery side. But none of them have trees. They're, some of them are related to a few of the, the people that I have figured out who their ancestors were. And then other ones, they don't have trees and I cannot place them. I can tell genetically they're related to my husband. But I can't place them in a tree. And I some of them have... A few of them have really big trees, but nobody in their trees is in the trees that I've built out. So either I'm missing somebody or these people have an adoptee somewhere in their tree and they don't realize it. And that's what I'm trying to use the DNA to find. And a lot of times to figure stuff like that out, you kind of have to just reach out to people 
and see if they can help you answer questions. But you have to do that very delicately because sometimes people don't want to give out much information and you don't want to scare them and they're like, oh, I think you have your tree wrong. Can you answer this? So you kind of have to figure out a way to ask them questions without uh, scaring them off. And a lot of people on the pages I'm on say, if you have a DNA match, especially if you're going to reach out to them and you need to know information, screenshot, you know, the Cinemorgans you share in common, screenshot their information and the genetic information you share with them. Because if, if they get freaked out for some reason, they can make it where you can't see. They'll take their stuff off being public. Um, another thing that really helped me was I did get my husband's cousin that we found because <clears throat> she would have been on his dad's side. So we got, I got her to do an ancestry test. Um, because they were cousins, they would have gotten just a little bit of different combination from the great grandparents. So there would be a few people she'll match that he doesn't and that he matches that she didn't once you get a little further down the line. And then I had his dad test. We got him a test for Father's Day, I think, and he sent his in. And that really helped because that was one more generation up. And so I got, so he would have a higher match to some of the people than my husband and his cousin would. And that really was the key to helping me narrow it down because you want to get, you want to get as close in relationship to the person you're studying as possible. And since both of my husband's, since my husband's, um, grandmother had passed, I couldn't get hers. So her son's was the best that I could get. Now, again, thankfully her sister has her DNA in the database. And so I, that was a huge help because I could see who they have in common and, <clears throat> And she was as close to Walter as I could get without having Walter's DNA himself. So once I had all of their information and all of their matches and was breaking it down and in between all of this, I had to take several breaks because you get, and I've said this before, but you get like so bogged down in all of this information that it is, it's like, you feel like you're drowning and you can't see the top. You, there's a lot of information. You feel like you're chasing your tail and sometimes you are. There were several times where I was really convinced it was this one person that was the mother, but she was only matching a few people, not a lot of people. And <clears throat> I would have to take a break on those times. Sometimes it'd be a couple of weeks, life gets busy and I would be like, okay, this is a good time to just take a break from it. I need to give it a rest, come back with fresh eyes. And 
every single time I would do that, I would make a breakthrough the next time I would pick it up. And even if it was a little baby step, it still helped me get in the right direction. So after coming back from one break, I decided because on my, the DNA detectives Facebook page that I'm a part of, there's so many wonderful people on there that um, do this all the time and help people find their parents. Something That's what I want to do. I haven't reached out to accept to help anyone yet because, like I said, I, I'll, I've only solved Walter's and then my husband's cousin's father's mystery. So those are the only two I've really done. So I am not 100% confident yet to reach out and offer to help someone. Um, but I am hoping to get to do that soon. But anyway, there's people on there that give a lot of good advice. And there is a tool online called the Watto tool. It stands for What Are the Odds? And you can put your information. Now, it took me <laughs> watching a couple videos and several uh, false tries <laughs> trying to use this tool because once you get it down it is very very helpful but initially looking at the questions it's sometimes it's hard to figure out who do I need to start with and what information do I need to put in but while I was using that tool and trying to figure out if I had the right mother and the right father I reached out on that DNA page um, saying that I believe I had the information, but I wanted someone more experienced than myself to kind of check my work. And a really great lady reached out. She actually has worked with CC Moore or works with CC Moore on cases. Oh, and I'm so jealous. That is my dream to actually get to solve cases and things like that eventually. Um, but she, I gave her the passwords to my stuff and she used the Watto tool and she told me, we went back and forth with different information. She told me, uh, check a few things and then get back with her. And I checked, um, cause she wanted me to make sure who I thought was the mother's line, that there wasn't a possible brother that could be the father. Like maybe I had the family's switched and there wasn't a brother that would fit um and then same with the who I thought was the father there wasn't a sister that fit so then she she went and double checked and did the water tools and she was like yes I believe you are definitely on the right track with who his parents were so that really helped and I've been so excited and trying to dig in uh, to those families on the father's side, I have talked to, I believe it would be his great granddaughter, but his, um, her mom and grandma are both still living and she was going to try and find pictures and I need to reach back out to her and see if she has found any yet. Um, 
she was actually going to meet with me and uh, show me pictures if she found any. So I'm really excited about that because that would be awesome. Um, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. I want, I would love to get to know who, who the people were that were his parents because there's no other way I'm going to know. So far, no one on the mother's side will answer me back and I'm, but I'm not giving up. Uh, sometimes people just don't get, if they're not researching, they just don't get back on their ancestry page for a long time. So I'm still hoping that eventually when they do, they'll answer me back. Um, let's see. What else was I going to talk about? So I'm pretty confident on who they are and I will be talking about finding them and nailing that down and who they were very soon. Uh, next Tuesday though, I wanted to backtrack a little and talk about, um, Walter's two adoptions and go into a little detail on those two families and the interactions that I've had with some of them. So stay tuned for that next Tuesday and thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to Life and DNA with Amanda Renee. I'll see you on Thursday where I'm going to take a break from talking about narcissism and talk about Hashimoto's and thyroid disease. So I'll see you then.